Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Allons, allons, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another uh, digital uh, citizen. My name is uh, Jean, Jean, and with me I have Luke. Jean-Luc. Jean-Luc, hello. Yes, oui, oui. Oui, oui. Aha, baguette. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. I feel Cigarettes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Fro. He's Luke. Hi, I'm silly. He's not. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Mm-hmm. It's getting hot, hot, hot. Yeah, it's gonna be super hot here this week. It was rainy as hell here for the last I don't know week and a half, and at least according to the weather, which is never a hundred percent correct where I'm from here in Oregon, uh, it's gonna be like really hot here. Weather, weather in Oregon is a little like weather in the UK. I found out it's never what they say it is. It, they, yeah, the weatherman barely ever gets it correct, uh, or the weather prediction. It's usually like, oh, it's going to be rain all day, and then half the day it'll be sunny. That kind of thing, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I am suffering of lack of sleep. I'm probably going to yawn. I have all this week I have combined the last seven days I have uh, like every, every night I maybe have slept four to five hours max. It's just like now it's get, getting ridiculously hot. It's just like uh, Oh right, because you're too hot uh, <sighs> to sleep. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I get that. Uh, it's definitely easier to sleep when it's cold out. I I think there must be something. I've heard that, like, uh, I don't know if this is true, but that to fall asleep, there's, like, you have to lower your body temperature a few degrees or something, and that will help mm-hmm. you. So when it's really hot, it makes it hard to sleep. I don't know if that's true or not. That might just be a old wives' tale. I usually take a very cold shower and then go directly to bed. Oh, right, okay. And that actually helps. Hey, did you know that sharing this podcast is free? I did. Yeah, go share the podcast from where, from the SoundCloud or wherever you're getting it. Uh, yeah. Share it on your social media, your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook, whatever else. Twitch. I've been on Twitch this week uh, watching Marble Racing. That was fun. Oh, okay. That That is what I have done this week. Hi, all listeners that have found me on Discord, on Marble Things. Hello. I have posted our podcast in the self-promotion section of their Discord. Right, okay. Yeah, so maybe we have some Marble listeners. Uh, I'm trying to think of what the crossover between Marbles and our podcast is, but uh, probably not a lot. (laughs) Well, we have lost our, mar- our marbles a long time ago. <laughs> that, that might be true, yeah. <laughs> and we're going to talk about childhood toys today, so, I mean, 
That could be... Uh, maybe the mar- mar- marbles is on that list. Who knows? I know what's my list has. I have no clue what Luke's lists are, so... That's, maybe you have marbles on your list. I've got maybe. a lot of different... Uh, it was a little hard to figure out toys, uh, but I... Because, like, you had toys that you had when you were a kid, and, you know, the, and then mm-hmm. there's toys that, like, other kids had that you played with, you know what I mean? And then I'm trying to think of, like, oh, what was that toy that that one kid had that was, like, really dumb? You know, <laughs> I was doing a lot of that this week. <laughs> yeah, so uh, that is definitely what we're going to talk about uh, a little later. But uh, let's first go into the incredible news that we all are done with the corona i am so happy we have no new cases nothing everything is over we are safe hooray uh yeah surging coronavirus cases raise fears of new lockdowns here in the united states bro oh yeah yeah a sharp increase in the number of coronavirus cases diagnosed in the states across the nation have some local elected officials considering pauses in reopening their economies the rising number of cases hitting hardest in the sunbelt states like arizona california florida and texas all four of those states reported their highest single day increase in the number of confirmed cases over the weekend yeah and and also in case of that we don't have it in our news but for some reason uh, brazil is up there with New cases, they have uh, uh, surpassed the UK in new, new cases this week. Oh, what is it though, with all these new things coming up? I mean, we when we were doing like the, all the numbers still, before they had let you out of your apartment, when we were doing the numbers, right. Brazil was number three for a long time, uh, behind the UK and, and us and here in America. So Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, uh, it, it's just like, uh, it is incredibly sad to see that uh, it's getting as much up, uh, <laughs> happy enough, uh, the numbers here in Norway hasn't surged. So maybe we have done the right thing for once? Uh, yeah, in Oregon this weekend, we set a record of new cases in a day with 278 wow. in one day for the Holy new record shit. here for this state. But one of the things is uh, 99 to 100, like around 100 of those supposedly mm. are from one church in Eastern Oregon. So. Mm. Right. Saying. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So almost half of them, or like a third of the cases that were in that one day, were from this one church where all the people got together and got each other sick. So, yeah. And uh, as I know you, as a, the church where you are, you were probably there. I'm guessing. No, and it's in Eastern Oregon, which is like <laughs> there's like two different Oregon's, three different Oregon's, like. There's the Oregon everybody thinks of, like, Portland, which is, like, right. a very small part of Oregon. There's Western Oregon, which is on one side of the mountains, and then there's Eastern Oregon, which is on the other side of the mountains, which Eastern Oregon is basically, like, a desert, and then Western Oregon is, like, a rainforest. And so they're completely different, like, uh, uh, spatially and geologically, 
and the people are incredibly right. different. It's like two completely different states, practically, Eastern or Western Oregon. I think it was one of the first... Uh, I know it was in the first season. I think it maybe it was episode five or six in the first season of American Shades of America, uh, United Shades of America, one of my favorite CNN shows, by the way, uh, when they go and talk all about Oregon. So if people want to know what Oregon is struggling with, it's very, it's a very good episode of, uh, of that show. I really enjoy that show. We're, we're not doing, I mean, America's going up as far as cases go. We're not as bad as places like right. Texas. It says Texas has reported 2,000 new cases a day on four of the fast, four of the last five days. The state reported 13,000 new cases last week. More than 89,000 Texans have been diagnosed with the virus. Florida had two worst days yet, Saturday and Sunday, reporting 2,000 cases on both of those days. So they're, yeah. I mean, 2,000 compared to, what, 300 for us is like, we're, we're doing pr pretty well compared to them. Yeah, yeah, you are. But yeah, no, I'm, I have been very worried uh, that the, the restrictions in Norway has been too loose, but it looks like, uh, it looks like it's stable here in Norway. Not surging numbers. At all, at all. So maybe, maybe it's been uh, it's okay here right now. What I'm most worried about is, of course, uh, if and when uh, there will be a line between United States and Norway. Right now, American citizens can't get into Norway. So yeah, Denmark just opened up to everybody but Sweden. I saw that this week. Yeah, the same same with Norway. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, I think the question here is, last week I even said uh, uh, I thought we would probably see a spike in coronavirus cases, and it could mm. possibly be due to multiple things. Number one, the easing of restrictions in different states. Number two all these protests we can't deny that that is a cause could cause a spread no. of the spread of the virus i'm guessing probably places like texas there weren't a lot of but there were protests in texas i'm not saying there weren't so uh and then right. uh i think another thing is just people are over the idea of kind of the lockdown and so people right. are going out and not being as safe as they were before yeah I'm interested to see where you die on that map. I mean, with all the Mormons in it, it if they are up there or down there. Maybe the, I would think that Utah is one of the states that has less cases than other. Maybe I'm stupid thinking that, but... I have no, I have no uh, idea. But uh, when it talks about uh, breakthroughs, because there has been a, a steroid drug that is healed as a breakthrough for seriously ill COVID-19 uh, patients, a uh, cheap and widely used steroid called uh, De dexamethasone. Is that their name? Dexamethasone. Dexamethasone? There you go. Yeah, yeah. 
has become the first drug that has been shown able to save lives of COVID-19 patients in what scientists called a major breakthrough in the corona uh, pandemic. Trial results announced on Tuesday showed uh, that the drug which is used to reduce the inflation in other diseases such as uh, and uh, arthritis. What is that? Uh, arthritis. Like uh, arthritis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, reduced death rates uh, by around a third among the most severe ill COVID-19 patients admitting to hospital. That is that is very good. Uh, I mean, specifically for people who are, you know, really, really sick with COVID-19, it's not something yeah. that's like a a preventative uh, no. cure. Oh. We're not talking about some kind right. of um, some kind of drug that's going to be able to stop you from getting COVID-19, but this is something that's going to like lower the inflammation so that you can breathe better and and let your body uh, heal itself easier, I guess. And it does say that it's fairly cheap, right? Uh, mm -hmm. 50 pounds, you can treat eight patient eight patients. So sixty-three dollars, yeah. you can treat eight patients, is what it's saying. And if it has a one third of the people that are getting it are getting better, I mean, I wanted to be on drug drugs if I had serious uh, COVID nineteen. So, and my guess is that they're, they're just uh, using it right now in these trials on people who are extremely sick, like right. you know last last chance we better try this drug and it works so my guess is people who aren't like super duper sick if they get this is going to help uh sooner uh but i don't right. know maybe that maybe that's not because it, it it says reduce death rates around third among the most severely ill so if you catch them before right. they're severely ill maybe this drug will even maybe it's more than a third maybe it's half or something like that right mm -hmm. yeah but uh, uh, let's talk about, uh, yeah, a country I do know uh, a lot about, Norway. Uh, Norway suspends virus tracking app due to privacy concerns. I am not shocked by this at all. Uh, Norway's health authorities said they suspended the apps designed to help trace and spread the coronavirus. Tra trace and spread? No, trace the spread, not trace and spread. That would be a horrible... Of course they got rid of that app. They definitely would want to get rid of the app if it's spreading the disease. Uh, that was a mistake. Uh, trace the spread of the coronavirus after the country's data projection agency said it was invasive to privacy. Uh, launched in April, the smartphone app was set up to collect movement data and help authorities trace the spread of COVID-19 and inform users if they had to be exposed to somebody carrying the virus. On Friday, the data agency Datatilsnet issued a warning that if it, it would stop the Norwegian Institute of Public Health from handling data collected via the app. Mm -hmm. I, lo I was hoping you were going to say that because it's very... Funny for me to hear you trying to say Smith to stop, but it's okay. Okay. 
Yeah, no, I, I'm, 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 I'm happy about this. I mean, Camilla Stoltenberg, uh, who's, I think, she, yeah, okay, it says here, uh, the Public Health Institute director said she disagreed with the assessment, but the institute would delete all app data and suspend it works. Um, so here's the thing. They have used a lot of money for this, of course. So this is money thrown in the sea for absolutely nothing. Because uh, one of the problems was also that uh, uh, we're just 600,000 out of 4.5 million of the population that was using this app as well. That was a kind of one of the other problems, like... People were not using the app enough to yeah, get. But I think that's one the of the reasons numbers. they're saying it was such a problem with the privacy thing is because less people right. were using it. So it's saying here uh, that the small amount of people using it limited the effectiveness uh, and meant the invasion of privacy resulting from its use was disproportionate. Meaning, right? Because there's less people using it. If there were five million people using it, you it'd be harder to like track down one specific person and follow all their data yes. or whatever. But when, if there was like five people using it and you're just looking at just those five people, their privacy concerns are going to be higher than if you're looking at 5 million people. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, I mean, I, uh, I totally get this and I, I uh, just think that it's uh, interesting to see that uh, this is something we talked about many times before, and that uh, I don't think will stop coming up. It's uh, uh, the difference between something ke keeping something private, like your data, and uh, being a part of something that is bigger than you for your community's sake, and where to draw that line. I mean, uh, we had the uh, awful act after 9-11 uh, in America, uh, the spy... Patriot Act. The, the Patriot Act, thank you. I mean, the, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, I don't... I mean, the Patriot Act is a kind of a good example, which they just re-signed that, like, a couple weeks ago, by the way. Yes. Uh, mm hmm it's a good example, but I think this is more open in the sense that um, everybody can see this COVID-19 app and they can go, okay, that could be an issue where, you know, uh, the Patriot Act for a long time, people were like, oh, it's great. It's got the word Patriot in it. Right. And, and it was a right. big trick where I think everybody from the beginning knew that these apps had a potential of privacy invasion. So, yeah, uh, it's just like, yeah, yeah I guess. I guess it's just like it, it. It is for me a little weird uh, to to see. I see the similarities, right. and I, I I also do see that the, uh, this could be something that uh, could be used by police. <laughs> uh, you remember last week when we talked about uh, George Floyd and Derek uh, Chauvin situation, where they met in the nightclub before. Uh, that he got killed, and that was breaking news actually when we were talking about, about that. Right. Uh, so let's talk a little about that again because the man who claimed that has changed his story. 
uh, the man who worked at the same club with George Floyd and Derek Chauvin and told CBS News previously he had the two had bumped heads, changed his story Wednesday saying he had mistaken Floyd for another unnamed African-American employee. Uh, mm-hmm. The man told CBS New he, News he worked at the same club where the two were employed and provided part-time security. In an interview with CBS News, he, he had described the tense relationship between Chauvin and the man who he said was Floyd and said the two knew each other pretty well. Wednesday, he told CBS News in an email that he had confused Floyd with somebody else, uh, saying there was a mix-up. Oh, there has been a mix-up between George and another fellow co-worker, he wrote. The club's owner, who also, if you remember the story from last week, also said that Mm -hmm. she thought that uh, Floyd and this guy were working for her, right? Uh, The club's Mm -hmm. former former owner had connected Penny with CBS News. She specifically said she was unable to give detailed information about George because she did not have a close relationship with him as I did. Uh, he said in, an, in the email, he said that this led to his mistake. I apologize for not doing my due diligence and placing you in a very uncomfortable situation, he wrote. I, 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 I like that they are trying to get it as correct as possible, but some, uh, some of this story just doesn't add up in my, my head. Maybe it's just my conspiracy hat. Uh, issues, but it's just like for me, this seems a little. I don't get how the employer, the person who signed their paychecks, right? Yeah. How this lady didn't know that the person who was working this... for her wasn't named George Floyd, <laughs> right? That's right. the part that's really confusing to me. And also, could it be a little racist that she couldn't see the difference between her black employers? Like, I don't think that I think that was the guy who said that. I think she she said she specifically was unable to give detailed information about George because she did not have a close relationship with him. Right, but she should at least know if he worked there or not, right? There, well, this is the other thing. If CBS is reporting it, shouldn't they have shouldn't CBS have gone and checked the employee records to see if he was employed right. there? Yes. It's very There's I'm just so I'm very confused yeah. as to how this is a, how this story is is a thing. <laughs> yeah, me too. That that's that that it, it just irritates me. It's just it, there's something about this that does just not add up. It's very wedge. Um uh, Secret Service uh admits to pepper spray pr- protesters and ha- ahead of uh now very famous uh, Donald Trump uh, Bible photo op. Uh, tell me a little about that. After saying they didn't, uh, the Secret Service admitted Saturday it did use pepper spray when it helped clear out Lafayette Square June 1st to allow tr- Donald Trump's photo op in front of St. John's Church. The agency l- last week announced none of their officers had used tear gas or capsaicin spray. On Saturday, the agency charged with protecting the president retracted that claim. After further review, the U.S. Secret Service has determined that the agency employee used pepper spray on June 1st during efforts to secure the area of Lafayette Park. 
the employee utilized Oleyersen capsaicin spray or pepper spray in response uh, to individuals. It reminds me of that song, you know. It wasn't me, but we caught you on the camera. It wasn't me. (laughs) (laughs) Right? Yeah. That was the whole thing, is they were sitting there saying... uh, it was smoke canisters. We didn't use any pepper spray. We didn't use any uh, right. tear gas. But it was being filmed by multiple news agencies. Camera crews were there coughing from yeah. the smoke. People were being affected by the smoke. You could see people running away and coughing and getting stuff in their eyes, being shot with things. And then they come out right. and say, oh, no, that didn't happen. <laughs> right. It's, you know, it's uh, don't believe yeah. your lying eyes, you, you know, not saying don't yeah. believe your lying eyes. That's what they're trying to do. It's like yeah. it's, it's the ultimate gaslighting. Oh, oh, that thing you saw. No, that wasn't a real thing. <laughs> it reminds me of what we do in the shadows when they do the uh, brainwash of one of the, the guys in this uh, uh, this season. And they wash him a little too much, and he gets completely stupid. Oh right, right. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. What's the, what was that actor's name? I can't remember his name now. Uh, Haley Joel no, Osment. But he, yes, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. You don't remember anything. <laughs> no, you haven't seen anything. Yeah, no, but it doesn't work. It's a. Uh, it is kind of the Barbara Streisand effect, just stupid version. I don't know. It's just they denied it to begin with, which makes me go, okay, they lied, right? <laughs> they clearly lied. Yeah. I mean, it's similar to this whole thing that's pretty big, at least right now, or it was yesterday, at least on Twitter, uh, about the ma- masks, how they came out... Uh, this week and said, uh, we all, the reason we told people in America not to wear masks, remember at the beginning, they mm. were like, don't, don't wear masks. Masks are, aren't helpful. They don't do anything. They actually are right. harmful. Well, they came out and said, actually, we just were worried that there was a shortage of masks and that the hospitals weren't going to have enough. So we told everybody not to wear masks. Uh, that's, <laughs> Why? So they came out and said said that, and now everybody's like, "Uh, so you lied, is what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) That's the same thing going on here. So you lied, right. Speaking of police officers and officials lying, police Mm -hmm. officers slash car tires during the Minneapolis protest, the police agency says. Uh, Minnesota state troopers and other law enforcement officers slashed the tires of dozens of vehicles at the Minneapolis protest over the killing of George Floyd, two police agencies say. State patrol troopers strategically, fro, strategically deflated tires to keep vehicles from being used in attacks so we could tow the vehicles later for collection of evidence if necessary, the Minnesota Department of Public Safety spokesman said in a statement. I mean, I can understand that with all the car attacks going on right now. I mean, that's the first thing I think of when I think of attack. I think they're trying to, yeah. like, say, uh, remember that uh, guy who drove over the protesters in Charlottesville? 
Charles like, years yeah, ago. I, I think I think they're trying to connect those two and saying, oh, we did this. We slashed all these tires so that we wouldn't have another one of those. I think that's what they're trying to say, but I really think this is them trying to uh, cover up something that the cops did that was bad, clearly. Uh, the incident occurred May 30th and 31st, the first weekend in which the outrage over Floyd's killing of in police custody sparked, sparked the large protests in Minneapolis. Dozens of cars were hobbled in a Kmart parking lot. Video produced by Andrew Kimmel said he returned to his rental car in the middle, middle of the night and found it that his tires were slashed. Hmm. I, I, Do you think I, he's uh, re- related to Jimmy Kimmel? I doubt that that is true. Um, okay. I remember this happening, and I remember seeing this video that is right there that you could watch for when it actually... I mean, it's dated May 30th. Uh, and I remember the police coming and saying that, oh, no, that wasn't... We would never slash people's tires. Uh, but actually, let's... You see that video? It's Mother Jones video in, in this article. Yeah. Let's go ahead and play that. It's only a minute long, so... Okay. Uh, this video show that's gone viral online from Mother Jones compiles uh, incidents that happened in at least two spots, a parking lot, and an over a, a highway overpass. Okay, so go ahead and give me a countdown. In three, two, one, play. Okay. Oh, wait, we got... You just see the guy slash, slashing tires? Yeah, yeah. And there's some more cops slashing more tires... Holy fuck. I really hope they have to pay for those tires. Um, Here's the video and the police slashed for Andrew Kimmel. One, two, mm-hmm. three, four of my tires. Wow. And they've also slashed every other car that's parked in this lot's tires. Every car that's parked here has their tires slashed. Every single car. Why? Unbelievable. I can't get home now. What the fuck? I think that's they don't want people to go home. They they want him stuck there so they can arrest him. I think is what it really comes down to, bro. Wow. <laughs> that is so sad. Right. They they want to. I think the whole thing was the police there wanted to up the number of people that were arrested, so it makes it look worse for the protesters, right? Because oh, look how many people got arrested. Um. I'm not sure it looks bad for the protesters, though. Well, I'm, I'm saying, like, initially, the initial weekend, if you slash everybody's tires and so they can't go home, they can't get away from the protest, they're stuck there, right. then, you, then you can arrest them. That increases the number of arrests, and it makes the protesters look bad, because look how many people we arrested, the police say. Right, right, well, Look right, at all right. these people we had to arrest. Uh, yeah, they were all stuck there because you slashed their tires, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you go, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's just. Uh, I mean, I just it's that it. you see the you see the protest, and they're like, "You must clear the area. Everybody must go home. Go home and clear the area." And then you go to go home and clear the area, and they slashed your tires. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. <laughs> 
an austere man this week uh, proved once and for all that police has too little to do in other countries other than America. Because why did he get arrested? Or fined? Fined, right. Uh, a man in Vienna has been fined 500 euros or 565 American dollars for breaking wind loudly in front of the police. <laughs> <laughs> a move that wow. the Austra uh, Austrian Capital Police Force was at pains to defend. Uh, the Ostrich 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 yeah. newspaper Ostrich. reported yeah. Ostrich newspaper reported <laughs> that the fine is that a, is that a newspaper that hides in the sun? <laughs> right, it, it's got a really big neck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Reported that the fine stemmed from an incident on June 5th that the offend offender was fined for offending public decency. The city police wrote that on Twitter that, of course, no one was reported for accidentally letting one go. They added that the man had behaved provocatively and uncooperatively during the encounter with officers that preceded the incident. Uh, he got up from a park bench, looked at officers, and let go a massive in intestinal wind apparently with full intent they said and our colleagues didn't like to be farted at so much wow police noted that the decision could be appealed that would be a court case i would like to go sit in on <laughs> it's just so fucking stupid it's just like why why, Luke? I guess they. it says they didn't like to be farted at, so they find the guy. I don't understand it. I really, really don't understand it. It's the Stanford experiment. Remember we covered that on this show before? I do remember that, You give yes. people a little bit of power, and they'll, it goes to their head. and that It's just it's a proven you know phenomenon. It's part of the Stanford experiment. Yeah. You give people a little power, they'll... Find somebody for farting. I, I just want th this court case. I want the judge to be like, uh, well, how do you plead? You know what I mean? <laughs> and he gets another fine for farting intent intently oh at the God. judge. Yeah. Oh, I'm five years old. I think that's funny. Uh, but yeah, uh, was that uh, how they blow up uh, their uh, South Korea offices in North, North Korea this week? Was it by farting? Yeah, th this guy must have gone to North Korea uh, right after getting fined because the North Korea or the. Inter-Korea liaison office was blown up yes. by North Korea yes. as tensions rise with South Korea. Um, not not the only place where tensions are rising right now. I, I we didn't have it in the news, but it's get, becoming bigger and bigger news as the day goes on. Uh, India and China are kind of yep. in a war. They they're a bunch of uh, China. Kinda. India, uh, well, I'm, I don't know, war. I mean, they're in a battle, for sure. I don't know if it's a battle, war yet. yes. Right, but they're battling over some territory. A bunch mm -hmm. of Indian soldiers were killed yesterday 
and World War Three was trending on Twitter all day yesterday. So, yeah, that's very positive. But yeah, we have a, a video of this uh, North Korean uh, that is blowing their office up. Should we look at it? Yeah, go ahead. In three, two, one, play. So this is black and white. And it, yeah, it doesn't have any sound either. Right. We'll have sound and in a second, though. Pew! We see it. And uh, we see, see some skies of dust rising up. And that. There's like a one tall building there. Definitely. Right. Was affected by the blast, but it doesn't seem like that building was the one it was intentionally trying to blow up. But that. I right. don't know what kind of building. Skyscraper of. Maybe apartment building or something that definitely was affected. The North South Joint Liaison Office, in the wake of cutting all communications with liaison line between North and South, this was conducted to f oh, so fast I can't read it. <laughs> it's North Korean news. They're saying this was done to punish South Korea. Some propaganda music. Slower. We sternly warn that we will respond strongly if North Korea continues to take measures to aggravate the situation. So that was oh. South Korea saying they'll retaliate if if need be, I guess. Yeah. So yeah, that, I mean that's yeah. just another reason that World War Three was trending yesterday uh, for multiple reasons. You know the North South Korea stuff as well as the China Indi India stuff. So. Yeah. You know it's uh... <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely something. <laughs> Hey, um, Trump is going to tell the truth about and so on, and so on, and so on. A lot of people say that rights don't change anything. R listen to the word, rights don't change anything. Pete Buttigieg said in one of his campaign speeches that he wants a soft way of change, not back in the radical 60s. Well, Mr. Pete Buttigieg, the radical 60s, what gave you the right to do what you do now? That was the right you have to marry a man of your choice. That's what made you gonna go to be a presidential candidate. Because there were not people who fought for against those demonstrators in the 60s who wanted you to achieve anything to what you have achieved today. That's so funny. People who already have all the privileges because of the people who come before them are the same people who think people who come before them was too radical, too hard. We cannot have that once again. This is so funny. Every time I see a conservative woman hate the left and the activist, yes, the funniest thing, they have not been politician. If not, those those radical women on the left was fighting for them in the 60s and 70s. I don't know. Maybe there was, of course, it's hard to see people protesting in the streets, but 
what is really enough? We have been talking about this before. Kneeling is not enough. Protesting is not enough. Debating is not enough. Even science is not enough. In normal society, science should be the, the big deal breaker. We all know what happened in the environment because you have science. We all know that triple down economics is bullshit because you have history and science. But not anymore. Because nothing matters anymore. I think people should keep on writing. But at the same time, keep your hand, keep your eye on the ball. Because think you can change everybody in the speed you want? Because nobody, not everybody have, is you and have always been like you are today. We have a past and suddenly a lot of sad past is on film and photos and even things have been written. I was writing things in the 90s, so it's not very, maybe very smart to write today. Well, society was like that and I grew up in a different time without internet. Yeah, a lot of things have changed. What you find totally normal today was not totally normal 20, 30 years ago. That's a fact. You can hate it or not. But you cannot expect that your parents have not always been the perfect parents you like today. Maybe they have views also 30, 40 years ago. It is not appropriate today. We had jokes 20, 30 years ago. It's not appropriate today. Do I regret it? Yeah, I do. Maybe I should have said that's something different. Maybe I should learn. But that's part of being a human being. You learn and you evolve. That's why you also have to think about that. Because a lot of people you have to change their mind to is people who don't stand for your old views. They're not people who wake up in the morning suddenly felt like their whole life had been a big perfect story and now they're going to fight to get all that to all, all of other people. It's not. I hope you get that. Uh, well, I don't can say a lot about the presidential elections. I'm going to say that later. But I hope you keep on fighting. Fight against fascism. Fight against the bullshit. Fight against Wall Street. Fight against all this shit who be putting it up in their ass and showing up your ass too many decades now. You are the generation who can change something. Make people listen to reason again. Make people listen to science again. Because the country is not great now. But you can make it great. This was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. And on, and on, and on, and on. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Thank you, mm. Tron. Yeah, thank you, Tron. A very funny way to say Pete's uh, last name, by the way. Uh, Is there a way wait, not wait. to say that last name not funny? <laughs> no. That's true. Uh... <laughs> uh, hey, we have an email address. It's another digital citizen in one word at gmail.com. We never get email, so I'm I'm not even going to ask. Oh, wait. I know that we have gotten an email this week. We did. Uh, it says, uh, this is from Von Galt, an author. Uh, she says, hi, my name is Von Galt. I'm the author of Buddhist Mandalas Exploring... Panel, oh, parallel realities with sacred geometry and Buddhist guide to manifesting parallel realities using the four noble truths and eightfold path in the age of consciousness. I would like to propose a show topic. Okay. okay. So if anybody else out there wants to do this, you can email in and propose a show topic. Uh, mm-hmm. Propose 
radio topic, Starseed's purpose in the fifth dimension Earth. Okay. Yeah. So we'll look We're into that. We're definitely going to do that. And it yeah, sounds like yeah. she would like to be on. It seems like she's suggesting she might want to be on the show. Maybe talk about her book. So maybe I'll get a hold of her, and maybe mm-hmm. get her on the show. We'll see. We will definitely try to do that. Uh, thank you for the mail. Yeah. And like I said, if anybody um, else wants to send in any topic ideas or any anything, you can email us at anotherdigitalcitizen at gmail dot com. Uh, we are on Twitter at podcast ADC. That's at podcast ADC. Over a thousand followers still. Oh yeah, uh, we're also part of the Pod All the Time Network. Uh, pods helping pods. It's at Pod All the Time PN. Uh, we're one of ten podcasts on that network. Another podcast on that network is Suburban Folk a podcast discussing travel, finance, health, and parenting for 30 to 40-somethings living in suburbia. Uh, It's at suburbanfolk.com. We have a Facebook group. It's Another Digital Citizen on Facebook. It's open. Uh, You can join us. Uh, Luke will let you in, we promise. Well, I mean, it's open, so it just lets you in. We don't have any restrictions set on the Facebook page. so. Right, yeah. Join it. If you see a post there, you can comment on on it, uh, and we will read it out loud. I'm guessing nobody has. No, there was a, some interesting discussion on the on the Facebook this week, though, like political discussion okay. and stuff. But uh, it wasn't in it wasn't under the show, so we're not going to talk about it. So. Cool. Uh, hey, uh, somebody has really trended this week. I, I have to say, John Cleese has been more in the news this week than he has never, ever been before. So we need to start from the beginning. I, I, I think we should start from the beginning. So first, uh, they say, oh, we are going to take away one of the Faulty Tower episodes <laughs> because it's, it's uh, racist. Uh, and off they, of they, off of UK TV is where they were going to take right. it off of, right? So then, John Cleese criticized BBC's decision to remove Faulty Towers episode, and mainly says, "You know what? That episode actually makes fun out of racism, so put it back on." So, uh, what is the last update? Uh. It- it says Faulty Towers will be reinstated to the streaming service UK TV with a warning about offensive content and language. The 1975 episode titled The Germans was taken off BBC studio own oh the BBC studio owned platform because of racial slurs. Mm-hmm. And then in other news, Fox News <laughs> for some fucking reason quotes Monty Python joke when reporting about Seattle protesters. And, of course, John Cleese is on in the news again, mocking the blunder. So, John Cleese have never been in the news as much as he has this week. Okay. Uh, Live PD, which we talked about last week, we talked about cops getting cancelled, and both me and you were like, how is Live PD going to stick around if cops, a 30-plus right. year long show gets cancelled, how is this 
other show not going to get canceled. Life PD canceled the very next day, the day after we did the show. Uh, or I guess actually it was the same day we did the show. It was like the yeah, night, the night it's of the same day. Right. Yeah. So so we predicted it. Uh. I think everybody kind of saw it coming, but we definitely did predict it. Uh, the cancellation of Live PD comes a day after the Paramount Net- where Network pulled the long, sh- long time running show Cops. Right. I mean, I would be so surprised if they, uh, for some reason, allowed one of them to, to be on. I would be so wedge. Uh, there was also a bunch of talk about. Um, Getting rid of a show called Paw Patrol here in America, bro? Have you heard of Paw Patrol? I know, yes. I've seen it as well. I've seen the toys. I, I Like, in, in the store, if I... Last year, I guess, when I was shopping for, like, my little niece and nephews uh, in the toy section, you know, during Christmas time, uh, I saw tons of Paw Patrol stuff, and I remember thinking, that's kind of weird, but I don't remember being offended by it, so... Right. Uh, NASCAR bans Confederate flag as it's uh, at in its events. The ban comes uh, two days after uh, the only black driver in the league top series called on NASCAR to make the change. I think this is very good, to be honest, because uh, that flag is, I mean, that flag is no good, to be serious. Uh, yeah, and, and it, it had a history with NASCAR. Uh, there was a movie I watched just recently uh, that was kind of a documentary about uh, NASCAR and the history of black racers and, you know, racism specifically in NASCAR, which is, it's got a long history, so uh, it's a big move for them. It's clearly a PR move. Will we Mm. still see Confederate flags in the crowd, like people in the crowd with them? My guess is a lot. Uh, but it says on the pro- not NASCAR property or anything in the arena, they're not going to have any flags. So, Right. And uh, I know the right way to say NASCAR is not NASCAR. It's NASCAR. Okay. <laughs> NASCAR. <Yeah>. NASCAR. <laughs> uh, but then look, uh, some news that we have not covered in here was uh, a stand-up special that all of a sudden came out of the blue. Tell me a little about that. Uh, Dave Chappelle's 846 um, on YouTube. It, it came out uh, this week. It wasn't really um, a bona fide stand-up special that you would think like would no. be on HBO or Netflix or wherever you see like a two-hour, one- to two-hour comedy special. This was... Just over 30 minutes, right? Yeah, I approximately 36, 37 minutes around there somewhere. And it didn't. It felt more like a discussion than it did maybe a comedy special. It, it just felt like Dave right. Chappelle went up there and he made jokes, but he was just kind of saying what he needed, wanted to say about um, the George Floyd case and, you know, just more... Uh, Systematic racism in America in general is kind of what he was covering. And I, I think it is. It was very good, to be honest. I I think it uh, it uh, was actually very funny. Uh, I, I thought it was kind of funny to see him there with his joke book 
uh, more or less reading out of his joke book. That was kind of funny. Right. That's how raw raw this was. Yeah, like I said, if you're expecting a polished stand-up special, this is not what right. this is at all. This was very very raw, like you said. Um, when I initially saw that this was coming out, uh, I think I saw an article and it was like, uh, Dave Chappelle Netflix special out now, 846. Right, and I was right. like, okay. So I went to Netflix to watch it and it's not right. there. And I'm like, okay. But it was on a YouTube, like a Netflix YouTube channel yeah. of some type. Um, which I guess it's because they don't want to kind of, maybe Netflix doesn't want it on their main channel because it is so raw and so kind of like not polished. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know why they chose to do it on the U- on YouTube instead of on their actual network. No. But uh, and what would you rate this show? It's kind of hard to rate, right? I can't, I don't wouldn't compare it to like a, a regular stand up. So, um, but overall, I had you know it was very informative and very interesting. And uh, I, he said it was the first live performance this like since the whole COVID thing here in America, uh, right? So it actually had an audience and everything, which felt very interesting. I don't know. I'd give it maybe an eight. Yeah, for what it I, was, I would give it a yeah eight and a half. I'm I'm around there as well. I I I think the title, of course, is one of the strongest points of it, and he talks a lot about the case. So if you if you're a little behind the rock, I I I think you should watch it. But, Luke, you told me that you have seen a lot of TV this week, and I have too. Uh, yes, I did. Um, let's start with Interrogation on Prime, which I'm pretty sure you saw a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, this has uh, Sarsgaard. Why, why can't I rem- not remember his first name? Alexander. Right. Uh, as a detective... And he, he uh, at least in the first episode, is investigating this woman's murder. They find this kid there, uh, and at least in the first episode, he believes he's lying. This is the show where mm-hmm. they tell you, you can watch this in any order you want. Um, yes. I watched three episodes, I think. I don't know if I'll watch more. I guess I, if I'm like running out of shows or something, maybe I would. Other than that, I probably nope. wouldn't watch more. Yeah. I don't know exactly. I mean, I understand the concept of why they made it. Hey, you can watch it in any order. And I see it definitely works like that in that the way it is, is like they take each episode and each episode is a piece of evidence for the case uh, mm-hmm. against this kid or for this kid, depending on how you're looking at it. And they're all from a different time period over 20 years. Uh, and the first episode is, it's like, you watch this first, and the last episode is the last episode. But every episode in between that, you can watch however you want and kind of make the story whatever you want it to be, I guess. But I chose to just go in, like, they have, you know, episode one, two, three, four. I chose to go in the order of uh, chronological. So I started at the earliest. So episode one, and then I think it was 1982 was like the earliest date of like when the time period was and the latest one is like 2006. So I am if I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it in chronological order as opposed to the order they have or just a random order. I didn't, I remember that I didn't like this, especially because, because of the, the gimmick 
I, I I didn't think it worked. That's my personal opinion. But I think it totally worked. I think the show itself, as a show, is very well put together. The acting is very good. It's very the uh, the cinematography is pretty amazing. It's um, the storyline is hard to judge because it's not like a continuous storyline because you can watch it however you want. Um, right. I understand what they're doing. You can just... The other thing is you could just watch it like a normal show and just watch each episode in the order they just post them. So you could just right. watch it like that as well and not worry about that. You're just going to be annoyed at the beginning and end of each episode when they tell you, hey, you can watch it in whatever order you want. Overall, I gave it an 8. Uh, no, I'll give it a 7. I'm going to change that. Because the acting and the cinematography are still very good, but the storyline is a little bit hard to judge because of the gimmick. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I saw uh, World's Most Evil Killers Season 1. Um, that title's a little <laughs> on the nose, don't you think? Guess what it was about, Luke? Uh, Muppet. <laughs> it, the, the Sesame Street Muppets. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Um, but yeah, uh, this has eight episodes. I only saw two episodes because guess what? This is uh, two episodes and I'm out of here because this was not good. Uh, I mean, it's extremely generic and it's extremely bad uh, uh, kind of ID, uh, discovery ID right. show that's you have 6,000 others. Like. Right, yeah. Uh, but this is the bad version of that, so... Boo this show. Uh, da, da, da. Uh, the Woods on Netflix um, mm-hmm. is a Polish show. Yeah, I still don't understand why. You don't understand why it's Polish? Yeah, because it's a very Americanized novel. Oh, oh, I see. Uh, I, I thought you meant like, uh, <laughs> I was going to say because it's filmed in Poland and everybody's Polish. That's why it's... Right. Um... <laughs> no, no, I, I, I understand that part of it. But I, uh, it's in, uh, when I watched this, I, yeah. I but it's based you... off a novel, oh. right, is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah, I get it now. Yes. Um, it's about uh, a homicide and a disappearance it's it's a uh, it's about somebody who goes disappear or these girls i guess who disappear in the woods right mm-hmm. um Hopefully. i wanted to like this but for some reason didn't me too okay what did you think uh, there there is something about the atmosphere of this movie of this series i like I I I kind of like how they um, filmized the novel. I I do think the weak sides of the show was the acting, uh, because the, the the photography is very good. But I think the, the storyline I didn't especially like the book either. To be a hundred and ten percent honest with you, I think right, it's okay. one, one of the worst books by Harlan Corbin that wrote the book. And uh, I, I, I think I think I was very surprised when I saw this on Netflix 
that was first of all. Another of all is like uh, this could be any other forest, like in in Poland or or America or Canada or Indonesia or Norway or whatever. Okay, but it's it's just like yeah, I, it felt very generic. I also wanted to like it, but I didn't. I just didn't. Yeah, I give it a six. What did you give it? I give it a six as well. I mean, like you said, uh, how it was filmed was, was decent. The acting was so, middle of the road, I'd say. Yep. It wasn't great. It wasn't terrible, yeah. though. Um, but it felt very generic. It felt very, like, yeah. blah, maybe is a good word for it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very blah, indeed. Uh, what else have <laughs> I have seen so much? It's like hard to pick. Uh, let's pick F is family. Um, season four. Season four. Yeah. Uh, very good as always. If you enjoyed season one to three, there's nothing especially new about season four. It's well, the, still the very... new character. Because what right. we get added, the new character we add is uh, his father, um, which right. we kind of knew at the end of last season, I guess, if you watch season right. three. Right. But uh, yeah, no, this is uh, enjoyable. It's funny. It's it's very raunchy rog- and it's very, <laughs> yeah, I like it. I gave it an uh, eight and a half. Okay, I gave it an eight. Um, yeah, it goes into, it's about a typical American family in the seventies, maybe not typical, but you know, cartoon family in the seventies. Uh, I compare it maybe to family guy or something like that, but a little more raunchy and it covers things like religion in a different way than maybe one of those shows would. Um, I saw a show called shark Lords on FX. Um, did you see this at all, Fro? Did you search, no. search out no. Shark Lords? Okay. <laughs> no. I don't know it how to describe like it. It sounds like a fake name for a TV show. It feels like a fake TV show, okay? Because uh, okay. it's about two Australian guys. Okay, two Australian brothers lead a small crew on a dangerous mission to dominate uh, man's oldest foe, meaning sharks. Shark Lords. And it's kind of a what would you say, mock- mockumentary style? So it's like these guys, okay. these two brothers are um, adrenaline junkies. So they're into, you know, uh, jumping out of planes, uh, you know, whatever, tightrope walking across the Grand Canyon, these kind of things. Uh, and they decide the ultimate thrill, the ultimate thrill they can ever do is the guy wants to go into the ocean and have sex with a shark. Wow. Okay, so it's like a mockumentary of this crew of people going and trying to fuck a shark. Yes. That sounds like a show I want to watch. <laughs> it's a comedy. It's very funny, actually. I kind of enjoyed it, uh, but it's really stupid. It's it's incredibly dumb, but it's very funny. I give it uh, a 5.5, probably. It's, like, really, really stupid. Okay. I watched a British show called Teeth Trackers, where uh, they tell people how to track teeths and things with... Oh, Thief I Trackers, was... okay. Yes, uh, I thought it was going to be more investigation-based, uh, more like, oh, we're going to find this. Right, that's what it sounds like to uh, me. Right, but it's very like, 
it's very generic. So I'm two episodes and a half. Uh, I don't recommend it. Uh, three out of five, ten. I saw. Jeez, I have so much. I'm like going through this and being like, what? Did, what did I not talk about already? Oh, Jersey Shore. I watched Jersey Shore Family Vacation. I spent a lot of time watching this week. I probably watched fifteen episodes. Um, <laughs> I don't know why. You know, you want to know why I watched fifteen episodes? Of Jersey Shore this week, bro? I want to know that. Because I'm a horrible person. All right, what did you see? Uh-huh. Uh, Cops, season 32. Because that's the last season I haven't seen, and probably the last season. For a while, at <laughs> least, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, Crossing <clears throat> Swords on Hulu. Okay, good. Uh, Animated show. Uh, kind of animated. It's like almost stop motion ish, right? Right. Um, yeah. I don't know how to describe the animation style. It's uh, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. it it's very interesting. I like the animation styles. The comedy in this sh- is is a very co- comedy based show. It's out there. Um, I don't know. What did you think of this? It's I, I'm a, I'm kind of uh, it's a toss up for me. So what do you think? I didn't like this at all. Look, I I I, I thought it looked very like Little Big Adventure, <laughs> or anything like video games, like Dreams or anything like that. Uh, okay. Yeah. I think I think I think the humor is kind of like it's it's okay, but it's it's like it's again. I I I don't want to use the word. Generic, but it felt very generic, like every other show. I I think the most interesting part about this is the art style. Uh, I will give yeah, that. Okay. And I think, yeah. I, I think that's probably just it. Is that they spent so much time creating this stop motion art style that uh, some of the creativity got lost spending time mm-hmm. doing that. You know what I mean? Because that definitely is the focus of the show. Is the how different the art style is from everything else you're going to see on TV. So in that sense, I guess I would recommend seeing it just for that. Just watch one episode though, or two episodes and be, be out. Cause that's what I was on this. Um, but overall I gave it a 4.5. I gave it a four. Okay. Uh, what should we do in the shadow season two finale? That was amazing. Very good. Very, very good ending. I mean, we opened up this season with Guillermo talking about him being a vampire killer, and the end of it, it very well bookended the whole season with him killing all the vampires, so. Uh, Yeah, come on. Oh, right, Uh, sorry, Uh, 8.5 for the season? Yeah, oh, I have it at 9. Let's see, what else have we not talked about here? Uh, I guess the only other thing I saw was Don't on ABC. Sorry, Don't What? (laughs) (laughs) Did you see this? No. It's a game show, alright? Apparently, I think they were going for maybe a... They were trying... uh, What's the... Holy moly. I guess must be popular. uh, Because... 
this show tr felt like it was trying to kind of be holy moly, but not. Um, I don't know how to describe it. Okay, so like, there's a family, and there's different games they have to play. Um, uh, to like earn money. One, of, but it it's very like internet based humor where one of the challenges is they have to eat hot peppers. You know what I mean? And and right. They put he puts out like a glass of water, and they, he says, "Okay, if you drink this water, you're gonna lose a bunch of money." And so the that's the idea. Don't drink the water; hence the name. Don't. Uh, oh, I don't know okay. how to describe it other than that. It definitely Who's hosting. Uh, sorry, what? Who's hosting? Adam Scott. Oh, From okay. The, uh... yeah, I like him though. Right. Uh, it's not great. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of game shows to begin with, or at least not game shows like this. Right. In this one, it felt very much like it's trying to... It felt like old guys trying to do internet humor. Uh, nah. or, or try, And I think it actually comes on right after Holy Moly, where they're trying to like, okay. get the popularity of Holy Moly and make another show that, oh, people like this show, so we'll make a show kind of like that, but it's not the same, but it's got the same humor, I guess. It felt very disingenuous right. in that way. I give it a 3.5. Uh, I saw Sex Education Season 2, uh, Fantastisk, uh, 9 out of 10. I saw uh, Below Deck, Sailing Yacht, uh, uh, Below Deck uh, spin-off show. Uh, I did not like this. This is Maybe the worst of the Below Deck uh, series. Uh, I still give it a 4 out of 10, I guess. Uh, and that was all I have seen, other than the things we have seen together. Right, because we watched Upload episode 7, right? <laughs> yes, 7? Seven? 7? Seven? I, I, we <laughs> didn't remember when we right. went to watch it either. Uh, bring right. your... Bring your dad to work day. Nathan takes Nora's dad on a do-or-die upload decision tour uh, because her dad has vape lung, and he's going to die of vape lung. So uh, she wants him to upload, but he doesn't want to because of religious reasons, I think. Uh, right. But things go awry when L Luidides sabotage Lakeview. Uh, Nora does some sleuthing on Lucy's computer uh, during the confusion. Yeah, this was a good episode again. What the fuck is this show? It definitely just depends on who wrote the episode, clearly. But this episode, like, <laughs> it seemed like a lot of, like, everything all happened in this one episode. We get somebody trying to blow up the computer system. We have her right. ha hacking into the system to find out uh, where his missing memories went. Uh, right. The very funny part where they blow up the system and it goes into backup mode, and everything turns yeah, blocky. Yeah, Minecraft. Right. Yeah, a uh, roadblock. For... Right, because it, it, the system has to, like, use less memory, so it just makes everything all blocky. Right, it's very funny. So, funny. Uh, oh, so yeah, overall, this was a very good episode, I think, because a lot of stuff happened, and the story progressed a lot. But I also yeah. felt like some of that progression just could have happened in the last episode and made the last episode better. Yeah. No, I uh, give this episode a 6.5. I think I'm going to give this a 7.5 for the 
for this, oh. like, not based on a TV show, but of this show, this episode was the best episode, or maybe, yeah, this was the best episode yet. Oh, I don't think so. I think the episode before, <coughs> uh, not the last episode, but the episode before that was best. The one they with, where they go the... out to the... Yeah. What is it, the... Uh... The Dark Web. What? Right. That was a right. good episode, but I felt like this episode moved the story further, like, more ahead. So, to me, this uh, was a better episode. I think that was probably second best episode. Okay. Okay, let's talk toys. Toys, I don't have an honorable le- mention list, because, to be honest, I've been very out of it this week. This is going to be quite a fast list, I think. A fast main topic. Okay. Uh... Let's do best first. Okay, and we're starting at number five. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're at number five. I'm going to go red, Little Red Wagon. Do you have a Little Red Wagon when you were a kid, Fro? I, I did not, but I know what it is. Radio Flyer, I think, is like the name yeah. brand. Radio Flyer Red wa- Wagon. I mean, when I was a kid, that thing went with me everywhere. I... My parents have like a hill, giant hill right in front of their in front of the house. I would like yeah. sit in it and like go down the hill in it like a like a what a, a not a go-kart, uh what do they call it? Soapbox racer. Right. Uh right. and then I'd carry stuff around in it. For me, when I was a kid, that was like uh I had one of those and it seemed like it lasted my whole childhood as well. It was like a sturdy, well-built toy, you know what I mean, that you could like you could do stuff with it and it wouldn't just fall apart. Mm. That, that's a good pick. I have nostalgic reasons. My first one is a nostalgic reason, that's for sure, because I'm very artsy of me. So, no, my number five is a Extra Sketch. Oh, okay. Have you ever used a Extra Sketch? Oh, of course. Yeah. All right. I could sit on that for hours and hours and hours and hours and sketch things. I never got tired of that toy when I was a kid. Uh, for people that haven't seen it, it's a red box with two like handles, one to go left and right and one to get up and down and then you can make sketches and if you're finished with that sketch, you like shake the box and then you can start all over. The only problem with it uh, is if somebody punched it or it got dropped, and then right. it, some of the, like the magnet magnet stuff would get stuck, and it would be like stuck there forever. Um, yeah. And then the other thing that was annoying sometimes you'd make this amazing piece of art or whatever, and then it, you'd like leave it on the table and go get some juice and come back, and somebody would have shaken it and got it would just be gone. That yep. was always sad. Or like you shook it on accident like, halfway through doing something, and you had to start over. Uh, yep. But I never had one of those. Either. I have friends that had oh. those, because I had a Magna Doodle. Did you ever have a Magna Doodle? No. It was kind of similar. Uh, I'm, this isn't on okay. my list. I'm just mentioning this. This is probably, I guess, an honorable mention a little bit. Uh, Magna Doodle was very similar to Etch-A-Sketch, but it was, like, a little more advanced, I guess. Mm. Cool. I mean, I'd put that in the same category as Etch-A-Sketch, and also Light Bright, probably in that same category. Oh, okay. Do you ever have Light Bright? 
Nope. It was like a a board where you had individual little pins, and if you put the pin in the board, it would light up, and then you could make okay. you could make like a you could take pins one by one and make a, a design with it. If that makes sense. Sure. <laughs> Never seen it. All right. Go into or am I next? Yes. 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 My number four. I guess I'm gonna go Lego. Okay. I mean that sounds super basic, but I was a huge Lego kid. I never had. I don't remember having a set of Legos in my entire life. Like I, I don't. Maybe once or twice from McDonald's, I would get it. Like one where it's like, oh, build a rocket ship. But I don't ever remember. Right. Nowadays, kids are like. Uh, oh, I got the Star Wars set, and I'm going to build the Millennium Falcon or whatever. I don't remember ever having a set where it was like I sat down and built a specific thing. It was always just creativity in my own mind. So, uh, yeah, number four, mm. Lego. My number four is uh, something wet and something fun. It's the Super Soaker. Uh, I love getting... Uh, I hate uh, the warm... And that's uh, ah, as, yeah. as well. Uh, so a Super Soaker was a, a very good gift for me when I was a kid. So uh, I remember running around the garden getting soaked by a Super Soaker. Uh, so it's water uh, guns just like filled. Big water guns for people don't, that don't know what it is. Well, it was a brand. Super Soaker was a brand in the 90s that was super... Right. Uh... Super popular. Popular, right. Because it was, um, the technology was totally different than any other water gun because it had, uh, air pressure that would push the water out of the gun. I believe, I don't know if this is a, like a, an old wives tale or not, but I, the guy who patented super, the super soaker technology, uh, I believe Mm. super soaker, like the brand is now owned by Nerf, uh, but they use batteries in all their guns now because the technology that the guy patented for the actual super soaker he wouldn't sell them the patent but they ended up buying the brand name so now the super soaker guns nowadays they don't use pressure they use battery power because they couldn't get the patent to use the air pressure i don't know if that's actually true i'm gonna have to do some like more research if somebody knows if that's true or not uh email us at another digital citizen at gmail.com and guess what for my number three Super Soaker. <laughs> really? Yeah. What, what, what like, no, number? Because there were different numbers. Uh, I had the 100 first, and 100. then I got a 300, yeah. I think, when I was yeah. later. Same here. And my... But the thing was, like, no matter which Super Soaker you had, one of your friends yeah. always had a bigger Super Soaker. There was, my, one of yeah. my friends had the backpack one, where, like... The big one. Right, oh. where you put the backpack of water on and the gun was so yeah. massive that it would just... Uh, if you were a little, little kid and it was filled with water, you would fall over on your back. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Oh, definitely. Oh, yeah. It, it was tremendously big. I remember the commercials for it. It looks like... It looks like... Uh, the backpack and the thing from Ghostbusters, almost. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I had yeah, I, and I also had uh, the Ghostbusters stuff as well. Yeah, 
But yeah, I think that's funny. Uh, that's the first uh, same thing we have had on the list. Let's see if that's another trend that will continue because I, I know I have one thing on my list that you have. Uh, but my number three is Play-Doh. Oh, Hello. wow. Okay. Love me some Play-Doh. I was never uh, a huge I... fan, to be honest. Sorry? I was never a huge fan. I wouldn't put it on my worst, but uh, I wouldn't put it on my best either. Oh, yeah, no. I'm Like I said, I'm very artsy, and I like to do crafty things with my hands. And Play-Doh was the perfect toy for that. Like, uh, uh, I remember especially having, like, uh, the pink Play-Doh uh, smell, uh, with different smells and things like that. When they had that, the green one that smelled like apple and things like that. That was good. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I like to make things. And, like, that's one of the reasons why Pingo. <laughs> Do you remember the TV show Pingo? No. Uh, you never seen Pingo, the, sh- the TV show that's made all of made made of Play-Doh? Really? Okay, I don't I think so. Uh, about this little, uh, uh, I almost said Eskimo child. It's not an Eskimo child. It's a bird uh, that lives in the North South Pole and has to get fish and things like that. But yeah, no, uh, Play-Doh. Um, if you want your kids to be somewhat. Uh, yeah, uh, do like artistic things. I recommend it. That's my number three. Okay, my number two. I'm gonna go Nerf guns. Okay. I I just remember having Nerf battles all the time when I was a little kid. I had so many Nerf guns. I think one of the best things to do when I was a kid. Do you remember in the '80s uh, version of? American Gladiators, they had the one the one game where the Gladiator was up top and he would shoot tennis balls at them while they tried to get yes. to the front. Playing that with some friends and having a big giant Nerf gun up top and then having little Nerf guns trying to shoot a target behind you, that was one of the funnest things I remember playing when I was a kid. It's, I, I have never owned a Nerf gun in my entire life. Really? Okay. Yeah. I had many Nerf guns, and it was always fun because everybody I knew pretty much had one at least, so you get a few people yeah. together, and you just have, like, an arsenal of Nerf guns. You could all have, like, a Nerf war, you know what I mean? Gun toys have never been a big thing in Norway. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. I, think, I, I think it's probably that. My number two <laughs> is... Uh, is I don't know if this is a controversial pick, if it's this uh, high up, but I had very much fun with this. Uh, it's the Tamagotchi. Uh, I have killed more Tamagotchis in my life than I dare to tell people. And I had had more Tamagotchis than I dare to tell people. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, I had one uh, when I was a kid. I had one Tamagotchi, yeah. and... I don't think I bought it, and my parents definitely didn't buy it for me. I think I traded it. Like, somebody in school had one, and I traded, like, a bunch of stuff for, for his. You know what I mean? Yeah. Blip, 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 blip. I remember that sound all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, no. Um, Tamagotchi is a Japanese uh, little toy, a round egg uh, with a small 
little screen where you take care of this thing in an egg and foster it up and uh, usually it dies because you forget to feed it yeah it was it was every, it was something that every kid had in my middle school when i was in 6th right. grade maybe 5th or 6th grade yeah so that's my number 2 all right my number 1 best toy uh, which I never had, but many of my friends had, was Dino Riders. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's funny. Oh, okay. I, I, I was looking at, at the list, and I, I almost had it in my best list. I never had one, but I was like, oh, I can't have things I have never owned on my list. See, this is the thing. Like, I played with them all the time, because tons ah. of my friends had them. So when I went to their houses, I played with them. So it was like, you know, I, I was around them when I was a kid. And the cartoons, I knew people that had, like, the VHS of the yes. cartoons, so I'd watch those. So I felt like I was familiar enough with them to put them on my list. Um, but it was the action of them, uh, like, as far as, like, the realism of the toy itself. Mm -hmm. And they had all these different, um, what's a good word for it? Movements actions guns that would shoot different things uh secret hatches uh you know all these uh, each one of the dinosaurs usually would make noise and some of them actually walked themselves that kind of stuff those little details was what made those di uh dino riders really amazing and they're really actually sought after nowadays my number one is a danish invasion and Luke's number five, it is Lego, my number one. It had to be my number one. I have played more with Lego than I have played with anything else in my entire life. Uh, I had tremendously much Lego when I was a little kid, so uh, back to the fiddle and things and uh, making things out of things. I really like that. <laughs> you see a red little like line between my pegs, but uh, yeah, Lego. It had to be my number one. It's just like amazing. I was a little shocked that you had it as low as number five. Well, I had it number four, by the way. But that's number fine. four. Oh, okay. Red wagon was number five, if you remember. Ah, oh, that's right. Uh, I've got a couple of honorable mentions. Uh. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were a big thing for me when I was a kid. Hot Wheels. I was super into mm -hmm. Hot Wheels. Super Bowl. I mean, or just bouncy balls in general. I remember loving those when I was a kid. I, there was this place I remember going... Uh, it was a giant hallway that was enclosed on either end. And I remember just taking 20 Super Bowls and throwing them down this hallway for, like, hours on end. I think it was somewhere mm -hmm. my dad worked or something like that. Um, and then... Yeah, I guess that's it. Oh, I got one other thing oh. about uh, about uh, Super Soaker. Here it is. Busby Toys was success successfully sued by Hasbro for patent infringement. Hasbro claimed that Busby Toys infringed on the patent related to its Super Soaker toy. Although it is unknown exactly what the dispute was over, it was strongly suggested that Hasbro was suing... Water Warriors hydropower guns, which were becoming too similar to the Super Soaker's constant pressure system, which is what I was talking about earlier, 
Since then, right. Water Warriors has not contained a single hydro-powered water gun. In November 2013, Lonnie Johnson, and who invented the Super Soaker, and his company Johnson Research and Development were awarded nearly $73 million following a dispute with Hasbro over unpaid royalties of his patent from 2007 to 2012. So I guess it's not uh, an old wives' tale. Yeah, no, I guess not. <laughs> Not all tales are wrong, though. So let's go to the ver- worst, and I'm going to begin uh, with something my sister had, and I was not allowed to play with because it cost too much, and it was a cabbage patch kid. That is. My sister had cabbage ugly. patch kids, yeah. Yeah, ugly, scary, and expensive. I guess, yeah, they were expensive in the 80s. I don't know. Well, I don't know about now. Mm. I just don't like them. Uh, I think my number five, finger bikes. <laughs> they don't work. It doesn't make sense. It, like, I, <laughs> no. it's, it's like a finger skateboard, which you can actually do with yeah. your fingers, and you can do tricks and stuff like that. And the concept right. is like, okay... Kids who like riding skateboards also sometimes like BMX, or like they're related, they're right. extreme sports. So let's make a finger bike. But in like in concept, it makes sense. But in execution, when you actually try to play with a finger yeah. bike, it doesn't. Yeah, there's, no. You can't do anything. It doesn't make any sense. Very good pick there, Luke. I I could not agree more. My number four is a Slinko. This is maybe controversial because it should be on the best list. But I, I, I hate them because they always uh, uh, ended up getting like into each other. I had if you had more than one, uh, especially the one that was made of plastic, like they bent so much times. I can count how many times I broke my slinko when I was a kid. Uh, and uh, you, what do you right? call them? Slinko. Oh, we call them slinkies. Slinkies. Okay. Okay. Uh, But yeah, slinkies. Uh, But sling. uh, Yeah, Uh, just uh, they made the mess uh, after a while and uh, every time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I would compare a slinky kind of to a yo-yo in that when you get the rope or the. String on oh, a yeah. yo-yo tangled too okay. much, it's just over. But a yo-yo, yeah. I think I wouldn't put as like a super bad or super good either. I think it's like kind of in the middle because right. it is a a bit funner than a slinky, I guess. Um, did, did I? Do you remember that video I sent you of the guy who uh, put the slinky on the escalator? I uh, yes, that, that's hilarious. Finding mm-hmm. an escalator that's like the perfect speed so that the slinky just continuously goes and doesn't stop. It's amazing. Um, my number five, or my number four. Uh, a demon cho- to- toy from my childhood that uh, gave every child nightmares. Speak and spell. Oh. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the devil was in that box. So. Uh, I- <laughs> Very good choice, Ted. <laughs> and not only uh, that, I, like it's not a fun toy because it's a, like super no. educational. Yeah. So overall, besides it just being creepy, like the 
voice and everything, it's not a very fun toy either. Okay. My number three to one are going to be controversial. I'm just going to tell you right now that it's more controversial than the Slinky. Um, because my number three <laughs> is Uno. I hate Uno. I think it's very, very fun on the PlayStation. I'm, And I do think it's fun online. But playing it with with a person there I get too competitive and <laughs> okay. I, I, I hate losing I'm a very bad loser there's a lot so... of luck in Uno too so it's like you don't really have Sorry? total you don't have control in Uno it's a lot of luck no right and that's what I don't like about it like uh, car. I like card games to be skill based so yeah my number three is a very personal choice, and it's Uno. Uh, yeah, okay. One thing I was thinking is, like, toy is a very, like, broad kind of term we put out. Uh, I think mine kind of is similar in your in to yours. Like, I don't know if necessarily everybody would consider Uno a toy if or more like a game. No. But I, yeah. I, I had, for my number three, the Nintendo Super Scope, which I think was kind <laughs> of a toy, right? It was a toy, yeah. but it, yeah. but it's a, I didn't want to say, like, okay, uh, Superman 64. I wouldn't say that's a toy, but I would say the Super right. Scope I would put in toy category. Uh, it was, right. I got it, and I was super excited, and it was like, oh, this is awesome. I'm going to be able to play all these <laughs> games. And then no games yeah. ever came out for it. And it was just, like, a big thing that took up space in my room. <laughs> There was what Terminator, and then some crappy uh, games that came with the gun itself, and that was it. There were no other games right. for that. Uh, the only thing I can remember coming out for that was Terminator. That's that's because that's all that ever came out, and that game, yeah. like it was like, uh, there was one level, uh, and it was like Tetris in the sense that there was one part of the game, and all it did was get faster. You know what I mean? It, right. As you progressed. Yeah. My number two is maybe my most controversial on the list. I, I already have said this. But my number two, and I hate to say this, is the Rubik's Cube. I fucking don't understand the Rubik's Cube. I have read books. I have seen YouTube <laughs> okay. tutorials. I have... I, 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 I hate math. I hate math. And I hate, hate, hate math. So yeah, Rubik's cube. Yeah, I've never really never looked into sold it. One. I, I I have friends never. who are good at it. Uh, I'm shit. Right. I'm I I just never taken the time to really study study it. It for me, it was always a toy that like somebody would have in their bathroom uh, next to the toilet. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, where are we at? Number two. Number two. I'm yep. gonna go. I kind of want to do a combination of things, but I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the most recent one that's similar to a lot of other things, and, and I hate them all for the same reason. Pop figures, which is probably going to be controversial. Uh, <laughs> they're ugly, collectible dolls that don't have any articulation, uh, and they only sell because of uh, pop culture. Oh, I'm gonna get the Baby Yoda pop figure. Right. That's the only they, the only reason they sell is because the do, they're dolls of things that people are already into, like Game of Thrones or right. 
yeah, whatever. video games or whatever else. Right. It's always they don't yeah. ever they don't make a a pop figure of uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, do they? I don't know if they do or not, <laughs> but I'm guessing they don't. Uh, but I put this kind of in the same category, but m- the most recent version of Beanie Babies or um, right. Troll Dolls, something like that. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. I totally agree with you. It, it is... It's not my thing. I, I would own one or two, but uh, it's like when you start collecting those, you never give up. My number one <laughs> was the first thing that came into my mind when we were making the list of the worst toys of the universe because it sold millions and I have no fucking clue. It is uh, why it sold so much. It is the Pet Rock look. <laughs> okay, have ever, yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the Pet Rock? I remember the Pet why? Rock. Why? Why the fuck was this a thing in America? I think it was always Why? just a gag gift, kind of like you buy it, it as a joke to, to give somebody as like a gag gift. But it's sold as a toy. Like, ha ha, here you have a stone? Yeah, that's, that, that? that's the joke. Is like, uh. It's, but it isn't funny. It's just sad. I think the joke is more like uh, if you have a kid and the kid's always like, oh, I want to get a dog. Hey, Dad, can we get a dog? I want to get a dog. Hey, Dad, can we get a dog? Then you go, right. oh, here's a pet rock, son. And that's the joke. Okay. Yeah. yeah, no. I, that would be my number one. All right, my number one, uh, which I know – here's the weird part. I knew somebody that had both of these. Well, I knew – a girl that had one version and, and a guy who had another version, but it's the My Buddy doll from the 80s. A what? The My Never. Buddy doll. Uh, well, have you ever seen a little movie called Child's Play with a character called I have. Chucky? I have. Uh, the My Buddy doll is what Chucky is based off of. Ah, okay. And he had, it, there was a female version which was called Kid Sister. Um, okay. Which was, you know, it was, there was a commercial, it was like, my buddy, and then there was the kid sister commercial as well, which were, they were just terrible, creepy dolls, number one, and number two, the commercial was like, the whole concept of my buddy is, there was this little kid in the commercial who had no friends, but he had his doll, which was my buddy, so it was incredibly sad, kind of, the way they mar- marketed it. It was like, oh, you don't have any friends? Here's a little doll we can sell you. It was like almost the saddest marketing you could possibly have, you know what I mean? Uh, so yeah, I think I'm going to go with my, that as my number one. Do you have any dishonorable mentions? Right, okay. Um, I have G.I. Joe. I'm sorry. I never I- liked G.I. Joe. I kind of liked some of the toys when I was younger, but mostly just because of the action aspects of them. Uh, but I never had G.I. Joe. I don't think my parents would let me have G.I. Joe when I was a kid. Uh, yeah. Diplo is on my list of honorable, dishonorable mentions. Gumby. I don't understand. Sorry? Gumby. You remember Gumby? Like the little no. green clay person? It was like a claymation cartoon. It was like a super okay. popular toy. 
and never understood it. Okay, I just posted my buddy uh, in the chat there, Fro, so you can see a picture okay. of it. Bratz dolls. I had in my dishonorable oh, mentions. Holy shit. <laughs> Why are they owning a shaki? <laughs> this was, yeah, like, this was before the movie came out, yeah. But look at the hairline on it. Uh, Isn't that weird? <laughs> that is so weird. Uh, slap slap bracelets from the 80s and 90s, which oh, uh, yeah. were just painful. And eventually, uh, they had to recall versions of them because they were slicing kids in because they were like metal. So the the plastic on the outside would come off, and it would slice kids' wrists uh, with the metal piece of the slap bracelet. I remember that. Taking it around your wrist. It, it hurt like fuck as well. It wasn't very fun. No. And they weren't, like, everybody had them. It, it was like the fidget spinner of our time. But uh, it never really was a fun toy to play with, right? No. No. Uh, time for um, uh, you giving me shitty movies. Because that's uh, the end of the month. 12 months of hell, uh, Luke is going to give me one movie uh, each month that he has seen before that I haven't seen before. When these 12 months are done, we are going to create a bracket with six movies on each side. Then decide which movie of what of those 12 movies is the worst. And you are going to give me a new movie for the month of a June. Uh, yeah, I just sent it to you in the chat there. Okay. It's got two different names depending on what country you're from because it's a French animated film. It's either called Dougal or The Magic Roundabout. It's from 2006, starring Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> okay. Florence and her animal friends live in Enchanted Village, which is under. The care of Sandby, a kind wizard. Oh, I can't wait to see this. <laughs> How a weird dark cloud approaches this sunny world after being uh, accessed in ice for acorns. Seabed. Seabed, evil, evil double. Oh, oh, so Seabedy, evil double. Reappears and threatens to start another ice age. Wow, Jimmy Fallon, Lee Evans, Ian McKellen, Tom Baker, Kylie Minogue, really? <laughs> uh, yeah, because it, it's a French film, so it, it's got a lot of people, you know, uh, from Europe mm -hmm. in French it. French people, right? Yeah, yeah, because Kylie Minogue isn't from Australia or anything. Well, I mean, Ian McKellen, uh, uh, Robbie Williams, all these other people. <laughs> wow. Okay, that is going to be interesting. Uh, some movie news. Hey, Oscars is delayed again uh, due to the coronavirus. What a shock. Uh, yeah, I'm, we're not really shocked. They did announce the Golden Globes apparently is still going to be happening, but... The Academy mm -hmm. Awards is delayed, so I'm kind of confused because I thought the Golden Globes happened, you know, way before the Oscars do, but okay, whatever. 
Hey, you remember Dr. Ron Perlman from uh, those amazing movies uh, and uh, things he has done? Uh, he will donate 50000 to Black Lives Matter if Ted Cruz will wrestle him. Uh, Hellboy star and politician have engaged in Twitter feud over the past few days. This is just funny. I know... Ron Perlman would beat the shit out of Ted Cruz in a fight. Right, clearly that's not this is not going to happen, but uh Right. It is funny. It's just Twitter Twitter beef is what it is. I like it. It's funny. Uh Gone with the Wind we talked about last week, Fro, if you remember that. Um mm-hmm. I do. It got removed from HBO Max, but is now topping Amazon's best uh sellers chart. Uh, after getting removed from there. So P- I think this is definitely kind of a Streisand effect thing where you remove it from one place and it just increases the interest of people that want to see it more now, right? Yeah, oh, de- definitely. Uh, I, I This is just so silly. I, I, I said it back then last week that I don't think it should be removed. I mean, there's so many other things that we need to remove uh, as well then. I don't mind, uh, like they did, um, like they did with Faulty Towers, putting in a little thing right before the movie starts that says, "Hey, some of this con- the context of this is different now than it was when this movie was made." Right. You, like, explain that. Put the little thing at the beginning, and boom. Like, I don't understand why. It, you know what I mean? Yeah. I have no clue. Um, so, the trailer this week is a trailer called Infamous. I'm going to guess it has something to do with somebody that wants to be famous. Uh, I'm guessing it has to do with El Guapo. <laughs> Let's see the movie. The videos captured during the robberies and uploaded to social media are the work of Ariel... Hey, I know her. Okay. Looking like natural born killers. Right? Yeah, oh, definitely. We got Bella Thorne here as a bank robber. My name is Ariel. Breaking the fourth wall. And for as long as I can remember. <gasps> First, I was afraid I was petrified. I knew I was going to be famous. Oh. It sounded like the start of that song, though. Yeah. I love that it's uh, about getting famous and starring Bella Ford. Is it about? I don't know what it's about so far, other than these people. I mean, it looks like natural born killers so far. Like these two people. Yeah. This couple gets together to commit a bunch of crimes. Oh, and then they film it, right? And then they're gonna get a bunch of followers because people want to see them. Yeah, you're right. Why would you post that? So that's what they're getting famous for. I get it. Could make us famous. Let's go out some fun. Ah, what is his name? I'm trying to think of his name. The one with the. We'll find out in a minute. Yeah. I do know he looks similar to somebody 
like a YouTuber, but I'm not sure if it's the same guy or not. Oh, oh Jake Manley. Jake yeah. Manley. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of the concept of the movie is interesting. I don't know about these actors. I have seen Bella Thorne act before, though. And? I, I, I'm just saying, I have seen her act before, though. <laughs> okay. That doesn't mean yeah. it was good or bad. It does not mean it was good or bad. Well, but uh, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about, Luke? Uh, infamous a reckless woman and her new boyfriend become social media sensations when she streams their cross-country robberies online. Uh, 3.6 yeah. out of 10 on IMDb, 17% on Rotten Tomatoes, 41% oh, on Metacritic, 78% of Google users like the film. For me, she will always be the swan in the masked singer, so that's me. Uh, 51% audience score on IMD, or on Rotten Tomatoes, by the way. Uh, so, still not great there. Uh, I went to the Facebook. So, let's see what they said on Facebook. Oh, wait, I didn't go to Facebook. Right, because they didn't have any Facebook presence. Like, they didn't even really have a page. So, I went to really? IMDB this time. Okay. Uh, let's see. M ML... 1234013 says, 1 out of 10, this movie doesn't deserve a rating unless they have a negative 5 score. Uh, this movie makes Legally Blonde look like look brilliant, a ripoff of many older movie scripts, and remade terribly for social media loving millennials. How is this actress still getting work? 100 minutes I will never get back. My actual rating is a negative 5. That's funny because Jenna Gorteris said, "If I could give it negative stars, I would." I've seen Bella Thorne movies before, and her actor her acting has never uh, been this bad. I don't think she tried uh, to make it uh, this uh, well made. Her boyfriend directed it, and it shows. It's truly like a school film and acting to match. I, I got Bella from Twilight vibes with her terrible, unsexy lip bites. This movie tries too hard and not enough at the same time. And the plot is spotty at best. Uh, Top Dog Critic 13 said, 7 out of 10. Uh, I shouldn't have really liked this film, but I did. For the most... Excuse me, burp. For the most part, it kept me engaged, and the 100-minute runtime was paced just right. I do feel that 10 or 15 minutes trimmed off the runtime may have done this justice, as well as not having such a rush, disappointing ending. I also would have rated this film higher if it had more substance and less filler. The direct directing was on point, as with the cinematography, the score and soundtrack was fitting. Casting was decent with Thorne stealing the spotlight. And her character worked great with Manly. Like I said, 7 out of 10. Bahavi Tori gave it a uh, full score. Says, amazing. Um, absolutely love this movie. Bella Thorne deserves an Oscar award for her acting skills. Ah! I can't stress how much you need to watch this movie. Just watch it. Go! Uh, one out of ten from Ash L Ash Lagos. Uh, 
Don't waste your time. One of the worst movies I've ever seen. Huge waste of time. Just don't watch it. Save yourself now. <laughs> <laughs> also coming out uh, this week, uh, Sometimes, Always, Never. One of the worst title of a movie I have ever heard of, but that's another story. A man searches ty uh, tireless for his missing son, who has not uh, been seen in years. When a body is located, the entire family is turned upside down, and they must all learn how to reconnect with one another. It has uh, Bill Nye, uh, Louis Haley, Sam Ripley, Alice Lowe, and Jennifer Augeter in it, and it's directed by Carl Hunter. It has six six point two out of ten on IMDb. 85% on Rotten Tomatoes and 68% on Metacritic. Okay, we forgot to do movie round, so let's do the movie round. Uh, why don't you start? Or no, I'm starting, right? Yes. Uh, Knives. Yes. I saw Knives out this week. For, I hadn't seen that yes. yet. Uh, and they added it somewhere. I want to say they added it to Prime. So it was just there, and I was like, okay, I'll watch it. Uh... I thought it was very good. The murder mystery was very interesting in the sense that, like, you think you know what's going on, and then at the end there's a very fun mm. twist. Uh, overall, I'll give it an 8.5. Very, very good movie. Hey, I saw 365 days this week. <laughs> On the des the rest, I, I have to say. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> it was definitely not my pick this week to pick a movie. Um, uh, so, have you ever heard of a movie, uh, where they do some, like, BDSM thing, uh, some years ago, it was kind of big. Fifty Shades? Fifty Shades of Grey or something like that, mm -hmm. do you remember that? Very independent movie. Um, uh, this is Fifty Shades of Gray just with 365 days. So it's about this girl that uh, a, a mafia boss has decided uh, to give her a year to fall in love with her, him on uh, dare the title 365 days. And in those 365 days, he has to prove his love for her and. This is very blah and extremely boring. Half of the viewers that watched this, that wasn't me, liked this movie and gave it a 7. I would give it a 4 out of 10. Maybe okay. more for ladies than, than for me. Right. Well, uh, right, okay. Uh, I saw another movie from La... Well, no, that this was from this year. Uh, but it was one of the movies that I was looking forward most when we did our m most looking forward to movies of the year. Uh, I don't remember what number it was for me, but Sonic the Hedgehog I saw this week. Mm. Ah, good one. I had a lot of fun with this movie. Uh, it is so funny. It's very funny. It's very engaging. It felt like when I was watching it, I didn't feel like um, at any point did I feel like, oh, uh, this is really long or it feels uh 
like I'm wasting my time. It just felt like it went by really quick, and I had a lot of fun start to finish. Uh, I don't remember the actor who does the voice of Sonic, but he's very funny. Uh, Jim Carrey is very funny. Uh, It seems like they're setting up for a second movie, which I would really like to see a second one, where he comes back and he actually looks more like the Robotnik from the video game, if you saw the very end of the movie, right? Yes, yes. Uh, So I, in that very end scene, it's right before the credits, it seems like they're setting up for a second, which I would love. So uh, overall, I give it a... uh, I'm going to give it an 8, solid 8. It is very good and it's very funny. What wasn't very good and very funny this week was Artemis... Artemis 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 Fowl, yes. I've seen Artemis Fowl this week. I love the books. I my expectations uh for this coming out into this movie was as low as they human can be because I've seen the trailer. The trailer looked awful and for some fucking reason it is worse than the trailer uh, they cut out the most interesting thing about the trailer in the movie that was very, very strange weird okay uh, the acting is uh, atrocious uh, the script is atrocious everything about this is atrocious it is this year's cats it is one of those movies you need to see uh, it is just bad, 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 bad. I, 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 I saw a pay-per-view this week, uh, Backlash, and that was more entertaining, and that was given an F by me, so. Okay. Uh, I saw the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt uh, movie, which was called Kimmy vs. the Reverend. I seen the TV show, but I didn't watch the whole TV show. I only watched like the first season, I think. Yes, um, you gave up after the first season. And uh, I would say you have to have at least seen the first season probably to watch this movie and understand what's happening. But I didn't feel like right. I missed anything not watching however many other seasons there's been since then. Um, if if you know the basic concept of the story of what happened with Kimmy Schmidt and the bunker and all that other stuff this movie kind of works but the interesting thing about this is it's a netflix interactive meaning choose your own adventure type story it was kind of funny in the, uh, just as funny as any episode of the tv show would be right except it's interactive mm-hmm. the problem is the interactiveness of this is nothing compared to uh the interaction bandersnatch. It, well bandersnatch is in, in the extreme end i wouldn't even say this is as good as that uh one where you have to pick what the guy does, uh, the survival oh, yeah. one. Uh, because right. that actually, like, when you pick something, it could take you in a different direction, different paths. Yeah. This is just like, there's one path, and you if you pick any of the things that branch off that one path, it gives you a little, like, scene of what what happened, and then it just puts you right back onto the same path. Um, so in that sense, it's not mm. much of a choose-your-own-adventure, so I got a dock points there. Still very funny. I'll give it a 4.5. And then we saw something together, Luke. What did we see together? The f- Duh f- Five Bloods. The Five Bloods. 
tell me a little about that movie. Uh, Spike Lee film about three friends who were in Vietnam together, uh, and they go back to find a treasure and also to find uh, one of their friends who died in the war. He was buried there, so they want to find his body and bring it back to the U.S. I was going into this with a very positive mindset because this has gotten very, very much good reviews online. And I was kind of like uh, thinking this was going to be a very good Spike Lee film. It is not a very good Spike Lee film. It's a very ordinary, okay Spike Lee uh, film, in my eyes at least. Yeah, I think one of the problems is some of the stuff, uh, the battle scenes from, like, it, it's supposed to be in Vietnam. They did not look realistic whatsoever. Right. It looked incredibly, not I don't know, all. just not well shot. Fake. Fake, yeah. Um, uh. Some of the stuff, as far as, uh, oh, we're watching what's going to happen next. I was able to predict, like, multiple things way before they happened. Right. Uh, so yeah. predictable would be one way to put it. Um, it was still very well shot, a very interesting story. I understood what they're going for. It definitely had a lot to do with race uh, relations and war uh, and all that other stuff um, and how America is seen around the world. It, it There were a lot of different things it was trying to touch on. The problem mm -hmm. really was some of the acting and those war scenes really took it down a few points. Uh, overall, I gave it a six point five. I gave it a six. I I uh, I don't think it is better than that. To be completely honest with you, and I'm uh, I am a little disappointed because I I was uh, I was uh, expecting a very good follow up to the Clansman. Uh, I mean, that's a very good movie, and this wasn't. I think I think another problem was what the first hour is incredibly slow and barely anything happens. Very, yeah, very slow. Uh, next week we will talk of uh, news of the week. Uh, we will uh, talk about upload episode eight. We will have another digital review of Baby Teeth. I'm going to guess that is a horror movie about people losing losing their teeth. And our main topic will be Girl Scout Cookies Conspiration. What is that all about? Sorry? What was that thing you just said? Girl Scout Cookie Conspiracy? Um, yeah, Conspiration I said, but that's okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, there is a conspiracy about Girl Scout Cookies. You don't have Girl Scout Cookies in Norway, but you know what they are, right? No. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, there, you know, uh, Girl Scouts sell cookies, um, but clearly they don't make cookies, but where do the cookies then come from, Fro? That is the conspiracy we will be delving into next week. Mm. Yeah, don't go to, to the Scouts, people. It's run by Mormons. That's all I have to say. Uh, check out audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. That's audibletrial.com slash another digital citizen. Uh, you can get a free book, a uh, 30-day trial, and you can support the show if you cancel it uh, after 30 days. But I don't think you will, because I am still a member there. So, 
Go there. Yeah, but if you know the- if you're hurting for money, you can cancel any time and you won't be charged. Yeah. Which I know a lot of people are probably hurting right now. Uh, yeah, Jeremy around? You got anything? Well, I guess we just saw Kirsten Stewart is going to be playing Princess Die in a movie, apparently. Yay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't wait to see her uh, decorate the walls of Paris. Oh, not too uh, soon, but oh. Uh, uh, <laughs> I went there. I sent you a video in the chat, Fro. This is trending right now. Let's see, what is it trending? Uh, on Twitter. Trenching, trending 2N3. Uh, oh, yeah, I just upload. Yeah, 2... Uh, well, it says McDonald's and McMuffin and then Officer Karen are 3 and 4 right now trending in the United States. Uh, so let's okay. go ahead and watch. It's a two-minute... 20 second video so let's go ahead and watch this and see what the what the hubbub is all about we neither of us have seen this so we haven't we're gonna react to this live what's wrong bro? i never have heard of the hubbub the hubbub my own intact okay yeah never okay in three two one go i decided to come to the mcdonald's at love okay it's a police uh, officer and I mm-hmm. waited in line to get my food. I had already done my mobile order so that, you know, people don't pay for my stuff because I just always like to pay for it myself. But what does that mean? I'm on my way home from work. Um, I don't know. When I pull up to the window, they hand me my receipt. So I go to the second window to get my food. And yeah, I'm that's waiting. how a drive through works. And I'm waiting. And I'm waiting. And so... The girl comes to the window and asks me what my order was. I repeat my order and my coffee um, order. And okay. they ask me to pull up because my food's not ready. It's uh, an English muffin meal with a hash brown of coffee. And I mean, I hadn't eaten since uh, probably about. I mean, I've been up for. I yeah. feel like you're going into way too much detail in a here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still waiting. Like, what happened? I'm still waiting. Yes, so she was waiting. waiting. So yes. I pull it forward and... Good story, bro. A girl mm-hmm. comes out with my coffee and just the coffee. And she hands it to me. And I have my window down. She's about to cry. Okay. And that's all she hands me is the coffee. Oh, God. Okay. So Not- I told her, I said, don't bother with the food because right now I'm too nervous to take it. It doesn't too nervous? I've been up. Why? It doesn't matter what I've done for anyone. What is she talking what about? The fuck? Right now, I'm too nervous to take a meal from McDonald's. What the fuck? <laughs> I can't see it being made. I don't know. I don't. Why is I she afraid? Know. What's going on with people? I have no clue. But please, why is she just crying? give us a break. Please just... just give us a break. I don't know how much more I can take. I've been wow. here for 15 years, and I've never ever had such anxiety about <laughs> waiting for McDonald's drive through food. So just have a heart, and if you see an officer, just tell them thank you. Because oh I don't care God. thank you enough anymore. All I want is just my... Okay. Oh my God, that's funny. She had to wait for her McMuffin, so did she think that... <laughs> she thought because she had to wait that they were gonna, like, try to 
poisoner or something? Like that's the, my only thought as to what that means. I haven't. I, I, I don't know what to say. That is. Did she? That is just, uh, does she think you can't poison coffee? Because she said she took the coffee, right? So I'm very confused right. as to what that had. What that had anything? That was very confusing. Uh, have you seen the Pope hat now, or the PlayStation Five as? Uh, yeah, I've seen some other memes actually. Of you know, yeah. uh, the Pope hat memes. Yeah, just suddenly one. Yeah, I watched the PlayStation thing. I I thought it was very good. I'm not sold on PlayStation Five yet. I'm I'm probably going to keep my number four for a while. I, I said it to you when I was talking about this is that it's when they start making games exclusively for the PlayStation 5. That's when I maybe will switch. Because right now I don't have to switch. And it doesn't look like they're going to make anything exclusive. Right, okay. So... I don't really need a PlayStation 5. Like, if I look at the, their hardware, it's just like it doesn't really fit into what I have. Of I don't have that good uh, TV. and Right, yeah. It's not like 4K TV. Like, I don't have a 4K TV. I doubt I will uh, have one in many years because they are shit expensive. Right, and then once you do, the PlayStation is going to be cheaper by then, so you might as well just wait, right? Yeah. Uh, did you see the thing about Big Ed that tried to expose Rose? That was funny. Uh, no, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah, no, PewDiePie talked about it. Oh, okay. I love, I love Big Ed. Con- <laughs> talk. He's so I think that might have been yeah. the video that got taken down by YouTube, because one of Pew- PewDiePie's videos like, got deleted from, at least in America, like, it's not up anymore. Really? And, I, and I didn't get to see it before it got taken down, so it might have been that video. Ah. Probably it, it had, uh, if that video had footage from the 90 Day Fiance, maybe it got claimed. Yeah. You know what I mean? I did. I think it uh, at least had. But yeah, no. Other than that, I haven't seen much other than Cracking the Cryptic that I love still. Sudoku is fun, even though I've been a, a hard way a week. Uh, I saw last night before I went to bed, uh, Aunt Jemima's pancake syrup, you know what I mean? They're getting called out oh, yeah. for kind of being racist. I think Uncle Ben's rice is also getting called out for being racist th- today. So those are things to, okay. l- to look at. Uh, anything else? Oh, the, the U- United States got hacked. Do you really? see this? Yeah, a uh, ma- massive DDoS attack, like, on Sunday, I believe? Uh, okay. From all around the world, like, uh, Instagram, uh, a whole bunch of different websites went down because uh, they were, wow. you know, overwhelmed by this DDoS attack. Wow. I didn't hear about this. So what What happened? Uh, here, let me find an article. Do you have it? And then, yeah, uh, let me find the article and you go into what... Whatever else, really quick. Uh, sure. Uh, what else have I watched? Um, 
JCS Criminal uh, Psychology videos. I really recommend them on YouTube. Uh, Steve Hobsetter, uh, I recommend on YouTube. Uh, yeah, have I bought this here uh, enough yeah, time? Yeah, I did. Here, this is from Forbes. Uh, on June 15th, a flurry of reports of number of different services in the U.S. had indicated the country may be experiencing a DDoS attack. Uh, according to outage... Oh, according to Down Detector, user reports... User-reported outages of major mobile carriers, T-Mobile, Metro, Verizon, AT&T, Sprint, Consumer Cellular, U.S. Cellular, Internet Provider, Spectrum, Comcast, CenturyLink, and Cox, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, um... Game services including Fortnite, Roblox, Call of Duty, Steam, Xbox Live, PlayStation wow. Network, Netflix, Hulu, HBO, Now, Twitch, uh, banks including Chase Bank and Bank of America, delivery services including DoorDash and other major platforms in including Google and Zoom were all attacked uh, by DDoS attack. Uh, according to Anonymous, they say the source of the DDoS attack on the U.S. is currently unknown, and they speculate it may be China. So Anonymous is saying that it wasn't them. Uh, but the site uh, that the site that there's like a digital attack map site, and if you go and look at that, it seems like it's coming from all over the world. But that doesn't mean anything because uh, it could just be being right. routed from one place to another. So, huh. wedge. Okay, I think that's uh, everything from us this week. Yep, I think that's it. Uh, from Norway, my name is Fro. Uh, from the US, my name is Luke. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen. Goodbye.